You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go What's up, guys? You are listening to the TSR Podcast brought to you by the Scouting Report LLC, where you can go to find your edge. I wanted to give a special thanks to everyone that is uh, wanting to support TSR and purchase TSR merchandise. A lot of you have reached out to me wanting to purchase TSR clothing, so I truly appreciate it. As always, I'm Jacob Patterson, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Bo McCauley. Bo, the race to 1,000 Twitter followers is officially on, but we all know I'm going to win that, so... I'll just ask how you're doing. Okay. I'm doing wonderful. And uh, now I'm glad I know that that race is on now because I'm, I'm going to have to disappoint you once again, just like the race to 500. Yeah, but let's just get it straight, guys. So so Bo is doing mass followings to get followers, and I'm just doing okay. my thing. I'm just doing my thing and getting honest. I'm getting honest, true followers. So, hey, I'm, I'm going to do it the honest way, and the honest way will win. Well, you did not say how I had to get them, so I went an easier route. Okay. Well, I just thought you'd be the I, I uh, Bill Belichick this thing and and use the rule book to my advantage. Yeah, you definitely patriots your way into this. Yes, sir. That's, that's, I, exactly. That's exactly what I'd say. You went went the back route, the dark alley, and got got the win. So sometimes you um, got to go the dark route to get six rings. So. That's true. That's true. But we'll see who wins. We'll see who wins. They're going to get a big shiny trophy, obviously. So I can't wait to see who wins. It's going to be on my mantle or yours. We'll see. It's going to be awesome, though. Now we're at 1,000 follower trophy. It was 500 last pod. Yeah, I'm I'm working on the five. Okay, well, you got the 500 so fast. I was like, wow, does that even deserve a trophy at this point? So, so no, no, no. But what we're going to do is we're definitely going to have a trophy for the 1,000 followers, 100%. And at the rate that you got the 500, you should have no problem by next Friday getting the 1,000. So, <laughs> so anyway, guys, a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight, especially with the NFL. Um, we're trying to keep you guys updated with a lot of stuff going on during the offseason. It does get a little dry during the offseason with topics to come up with. So, we try to do the the best talking points, so um, or the biggest stuff in the news. So just hang with us. We're going to try to do this weekly so you guys get the best information and we keep you up to date with the latest information. Um, but going on with the NFL, Bo, the biggest thing so far going on right now is the Cowboys have offered Dak Prescott a $105 million uh, contract. It's a guaranteed 105 which is a lot of guaranteed money. Um now it's worth an average of thirty-three million dollars per season. He wanted it to be forty million dollars per season. Um, you know, obviously I'd be fine with thirty-three, but oh, these God, guys are ballers. He wants forty. He said he wants to be paid like Russell Wilson or more. And everybody, you know, if you remember, Russell Wilson is the guy that just set the market for quarterbacks with his uh, massive contract he just signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, now, Dak is a two-time Pro Bowl quarterback. He's only 26 years old. And he's also coming off the best season of his career after throwing for almost 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and he had a 65.1 completion percentage. Um, what do you think, Bo? I mean, are you a fan of this contract, or um, what, do, what do you think? Because I heard originally that Dak Prescott was looking at maybe doing a short-term deal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like they, it. 
Like yeah, there were rumors of him maybe not wanting to be in Dallas. I don't believe any of that. I think Dallas yeah. is where he wants to be. I why, think Dallas why would you not want to be the quarterback of the Cowboys? I don't understand that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, you know, that's a that's a dream to be the quarterback of America's team. It's like being it's like being hitting cleanup for the Yankees. You know what I mean? Or the Red Sox. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. Um, you know, you you play you play on the biggest stage when you play for the Cowboys. You really absolutely. do. Absolutely, and you're and you're on the most talked about franchise in football, whether they win or lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whether they win or lose, the Cowboys are the most popular team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean the most, especially on the radio. It's everyone's. Everyone has to have a Cowboys segment. So here's my thing, Bo, with this whole contract situation with Dak. Okay. So with what he'd be given right now, he wouldn't be setting the market. Russell no, Wilson. He, he would be falling in line pretty much. He'd be falling in line. So every quarterback normally is coming up and they're setting the market, right? Because if you want to have your quarterback and lock him in, you pretty much have to pay him more than the next guy. It's a it's a next man up type of deal. Yeah. So every quarterback contract now is usually bigger than the last. With that being said, should Dak have set the market? Uh, I mean, you're asking like if if I think like he had a duty or like a an obligation to try and set it for the next guy. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think. Or is he worth that money? That. Is is he worth yeah. that money? To somebody out there, he would be. I don't think to Dallas. I don't think they value him that way. But I think another franchise. If he hit the if he hit the market, somebody would give it to him. Don't you think? Oh, 100%. So, so in my opinion, I think he should have set the market. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and he hasn't completely agreed to this contract, guys. This is just something that's been offered it's to him. The Cowboys put on the table. Yeah, they basically said, look, this is what we'll give you, so we'll see how Dak Prescott responds. But basically, in my opinion, I think he should set the market. Do I think mm-hmm. he should make more than Russell Wilson? Should he have a bigger contract? Yes, I do. Do I think that he's a better quarterback and that's why he should be paid more than well, Russell Wilson? No, I do not. That's not that's not what I think. But the reason, Bo, that I think that he should definitely set the market, like we said, he's the quarterback of America's team, right? The team that gets the most national media attention. He is the quarterback. He plays the most important position for that team. He's a good young quarterback that's been in the playoffs. And he may not be the best, right? But you don't have Dak Prescott's growing on trees, Bo. You really and, don't. And he's yep. definitely not like an old dog where he can't learn a new trick. Like he, That's what I'm saying. To- like he can definitely grow, he can definitely progress as a player still. So I, in my opinion, give him his money. You know, every quarterback up till now, or most of them, have had the, a bigger contract than the last one. Why are you telling? You know, why are you coming out saying Dak shouldn't have that? And yeah, I understand yeah. the Cowboys are having to do a lot of contracts right now. They've also got Amari Cooper lined up. They got to pay this man. Yeah. But I, I think 100% quarterback is the most important position in NFL. Everybody knows, or in football in general. Pay Period. this guy yeah, his money. Yeah. Pay this guy his money. He's a, he's the most important position on the most important team in football, possibly. <laughs> now I don't know if he'll get forty million. That is a pretty penny. I mean, forty I million. I, he won't get it in Dallas. I don't think. I don't think he'll get it in Dallas either. But I also don't see him leaving for seven more million dollars. No, I mean, I, I I could see him. If they, as long as they get the guarantee right, I think he'll stay and just take the take the thirty three or thirty four million, whatever they're going to propose. I and mean, I think that, that's a good living. I mean, that's top five money in the league. He's, oh, it absolutely he, is. He's he's definitely 
I mean, I would pay him that if he was my quarterback, but I don't think I could bring myself to write a forty million dollar check to to one player. Yeah, I mean, you know, unless, unless the cap goes up. Well, Dak has come out and said, you know, what he wants, but like you said, I think, I think that he will, you know, want want to stay in Dallas, and he'll take a little bit less. Plus, he knows the contract situations. He knows, okay, look, if I want to play with. Amari Cooper, if, if I want to have this guy as my receiver, okay, I may have to take a little bit of a pay cut to get this guy in here, to get him to stay. You know, because yeah. Amari Cooper's going to be demanding big money. Amari Cooper's no slouch. Amari, he wants top dollar. Oh, he absolutely does. And yeah. should he deserve that? You know, you could go either way on that. I think yeah. he had an he amazing like, – like He wants like $18 million, doesn't he, or something like that a year? He wants $18 million a year, which would yeah. be the franchise um, – for instance, AJ Green this year, if he's franchise tagged, which it's looking like it's going to happen, he's going to get 18 million for that season. Yeah. So, you know, is Amari Cooper worth 18 million? You know, should he set the wide receiver market? I don't know. We'll get into that. You know, when when that contract situation starts coming around, but we're talking about Dak. I think Dak should have his money. Like I said, the guy's 26. He just came off a career best year. You know, you're not going to find. Yes, there are, there are talented quarterbacks in free agency they're talented quarterbacks in the nfl draft but Dak prescott has been in the playoffs he's been in big game situations and i i, I believe he is excelling and growing as a player and i think you should pay this guy because i think he's getting better every season i really truly do now you've got big weapons i mean this is when the cowboys they have an amazing core right now though they, they really really do so i think yeah i agree the, the right to, pieces are in place Absolutely, you got a you got a star running back, you've got a star wide receiver, and you've got a, a some people are going to say, okay, Dak's not a great quarterback, but I'm going to say you've got a good enough quarterback. You've got a good uh, enough quarterback. Yeah, he's with, definitely above par. <laughs> above par with the other pieces you have. That's a, that's a Super Bowl offense you have. Yeah. If everything else comes together, that's a Super Bowl. That is a core in the offense that you can win a Super Bowl off of. Yeah. I agree. I mean, the, that offensive line, I mean, it, 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 it gives pretty much anybody a chance to win. I mean, what's a better – be honest with me. What's a better trio in the NFL at wide receiver uh, or, or any position on offense? What's a better trio in the NFL better than Zeke, Dak, and Amari? Maybe Breeze, Kamara, Thomas. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't put Kamara up there with Zeke. I, mean, I put Thomas I put, above Amari, and I'd say Breeze is above Dak. But, but what team has three like that? You know, Dak is – where would you rank – uh, Dak, is he in your top ten quarterbacks in the league? Roughly, I mean, it's I think it's it's more towards the ten than the than the one, you know. Okay, so give me give me a team that has where's Amari Cooper and your receivers? Uh, probably about the same. The back okay. end ten, back end ten. Okay, give me a team that has a top ten wide receiver, a top ten quarterback, and ar- arguably a I top can give you the three top 10 running quarterback back. and receiver of the Saints. You know, okay. but I mean, okay. Kamara had a down year. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not but, gonna say Kamara's a top five um, running back. I'm, I mean, okay. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of it. Uh, the Browns had OBJ and Nick Chubb, but Baker Mayfield definitely wasn't that good. Um, what do you? Th- I mean, what do you think about like Melvin Gordon, Phillip Rivers, uh, Keenan Allen? I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't think know. Phillip Rivers you know, is a top. I don't think that's. It's not as not as good as the Cowboys. I don't that's think Melvin Gordon's a top five running back, and I don't think I think Keenan Allen's a top ten receiver. Melvin Gordon's definitely not a yeah, he's definitely not a top five running back. And we're gonna get to some Melvin Gordon stuff here in just a minute, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, I I really don't know if there's a team, a team in the NFL that has a top ten wide receiver, a top ten quarterback, and a top five running back on the same team. And I think yeah. that's exactly what you have in Dallas. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely some of the best star power on offense in the game. Which kind of ups- is yeah, upsetting to see. Loaded down. The defense is good. The Bander, Bander Esch, they are letting. I do think they they're letting Byron. Really good. They're letting Byron Jones walk, who is one of the better slot corners in the league. Yeah. Um, not, probably maybe not the be best. Smart. Maybe the best slot corner. I was talking about it with a uh, friend the other day. You know, and he he pretty much came out and said with no hesitation, Byron Jones is the best slot corner in the NFL. Yeah, they're gonna miss that. It's, it's pretty important. So. We'll see, but I think, like I said, you've got an unbelievable – Jerry Jones has an unbelievable core right now. Make these guys happy. They're all pretty young. They're all in their prime. You want to win a Super Bowl? Okay, they keep these three guys in-house. You're going to have to – and to, for a player to really want to stay in that Dallas Cowboys spotlight, man, you need to be giving them the, the proper paycheck, the proper we were, motivation we to, cut, to come to work every day and represent that brand. Because that, that brand, it, it's – Possibly, it's the biggest brand in the league, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say it's definitely the biggest brand. But while while some teams, Bo, are giving you know, um, are offering up big contracts to their quarterback, other teams are trying to figure out what to do with their quarterback that has a massive contract already, and that is mm-hmm. Nick Foles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so basically, my question over this whole thing we're about to talk about is where is Nick Foles actually heading, or is he heading anywhere? Is this all just you know, just blowing smoke? So the Jaguars guys have made it known that they could be looking to move forward with Minshew, Gardner Minshew, at quarterback. The question is, where is Nick Foles and his contract going to wind up? Because it, there'd be a, I think there'd be a lot of suitors for Nick Foles, but then you got to think about that contract. Who would want to take on that contract, first of all? And second of all, who can't? Yeah, it's a lot, and especially because you, you like there's a lot of teams like the Eagles, or like the Rams, that would love to have that guy as a as a backup. But like you can't you can't make a guy with that kind of contract your backup. <laughs> oh, I mean, imagine imagine the, it, all this happening, and then him just going back to the Eagles, which I don't see happening. Like I said, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I do either. I mean, like I said, he, I mean, something in my gut tells me Mariota is going to be the next Philadelphia backup. But I know they'd rather have Nick Foles. I would at least. Yeah. But, I don't know. So, remember the hot take, guys. I said Nick Foles to the L.A. Rams before we even knew the Jaguars were looking to move him. I said that they would trade Nick Foles to the Los Angeles Rams and Foles would take Jared Goff's starting job. And then eventually, coming from that, Jared Goff would get traded. Um, Now, that may not be able to happen due to the Rams cap situation because they have put a lot of money into their players. They put a lot of money into Todd Gurley. They put a lot of money into Aaron Donald, rightfully so. And I believe Gurley was rightfully so, because they didn't know about the knee, the knee issue at that point. And this yeah. guy was had like 30 touchdowns in two seasons. Yeah. But then they, they put a lot of money in Jerry Goff. And, you know, Jerry Goff had a big regression after getting that money. And I'm not saying he was slacking, but it was just, I think, defensive coordinators were learning how to go against the um, coach against and scheme against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, So, again, I don't know if that hot take can happen. Again, I'm going to stand by it, but, you know, with the cap situation, they would have to do a lot of moving around to get Nick Foles in there. So, basically, but we've got a Super Bowl-winning quarterback with a solid last couple of seasons under his belt. Where do you see him going? Where could you see Nick Foles going and fitting in? Well, I could honestly, I mean – 
outside of another team, I could see the Jaguars struggling to find a suitor with his contract that he's going to, his, his price tag is going to come along. I mean, you're going to have to pay the man if you trade for him. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's going to take a team with some big time cap space. Um, so the I, first team that comes to, to mind with big cap space is Colts. Yeah, they, they Colts. have they have a ton of cap space, but again, I don't see them. Do you see them? You know, like I said, I see Rivers going there, even though all the talks with Tampa Bay is going on. And yeah. also, I would say if it's not Rivers, it's going to be Bridgewater. Would you rather have Nick Foles over those two guys? And you, if you're the GM, would you rather bring in Nick Foles? No. no. Would you rather have Nick Foles over Philip Rivers? I don't think so. No. Really. That's surprising. I, would. I, I would take Bridgewater number one, then Foles, then Rivers at this point. Yeah, I would. Teddy's Teddy's who I would really want. Teddy's so definitely guess, would be the the apple of my eye if I was if I was them. Yeah, and he, I think he is. I mean, it, it, it's kind of crazy, man. There's all this all this talk about all these older quarterbacks, but then you have this young guy like Teddy, this younger guy who had a lot of talent coming out in the NFL draft. You know, went through a gruesome knee injury. That pretty much almost stopped his career. Yeah. And this guy battled back from it and played incredible this year for the Saints um, in the absence of Drew Brees. And he, I just don't feel like he's getting talked about that much. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone get a six-game chance to prove themselves and do as well as Teddy did so, this past season. I mean, he, he, he really set himself up for, for, for free agency. I mean, he just, he, he just put his, you know, Put his feet up and just wait. Once he got done with last year, those six games he played, he really I mean, can. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was it was honestly a blast to watch as a football fan. So Teddy, at this point, like you said, like you you if you're the coach, you're looking at Teddy really hard. Like I said, I think they're looking really hard at Teddy. I think Rivers will end up there. But Nick Foles, I'm just trying to think because you know Colts were the first person that came to my mind with a lot of cap space. You know, and then, like I said, there's 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 a lot of teams that are in really bad cap situations that people don't really realize, and they're like, oh, why don't they get this player? It's like, okay, well, the team can't even afford him. Yeah, you know, the, the team is struggling to even get these in-house guys signed. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I think uh, I was talking to it with another guy the other day. The Panthers right now, I think pretty much they, I think they have thirty-seven million dollars in dead cap. Jesus, which is an for anyone who doesn't know, that is a ridiculous amount of that's, money that's, in dead cap. That's like, what, 15 20% of your payroll, just untouchable, just done for. So, like I said, I'd, and because of that, the Rams aren't in great cap. Like, their cap room isn't in a great situation at all. No. Because of the big contracts. Any, any team with multiple big contracts is not in a good situation. Pittsburgh is not in a good situation. So, I don't really know where I can see this guy going. You know, part of me... You know, part of me is like, could I see, I haven't heard of a lot of, other than what just happened, and we're going to get into it in a minute. Could you see in any way the Los Angeles Chargers being intrigued by Nick Foles right now, Bo? I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't see them wanting to go that route. I, I, I see them, I see them in the draft looking for a quarterback. I don't, I don't see them doing that. Not to mention like they have, I mean, they have Tyrod Taylor sitting back there as a safety net pretty much, which I love. You know, just have, having that that able body back there, that, that veteran presence, that, and to go in the draft and have the rookie, you know, have a good example to follow. So I, I don't see them going with Nick Foles. I really don't. Well, the hard thing about all of this is at this point, Nick Foles before all the Super Bowl, um, when the Super Bowl blew up and he won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, 
he was fine being in a backup role. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Nick Foles being okay with that anymore. I don't see no. Nick Foles. I mean, look at the money this guy just made. He's getting paid. You can't like pay him that order. money. To be, you can't pay him the money his contract's going to require to come in and back up. So, so what I'm going to do, do here, what I'm going to do here, both, I'm going to list a couple teams. I want you to say, and basically, the question that you're going to be answering is, could you see Nick Foles fitting in with this team? Fitting okay. in, or like, or like that team being actually being able to make that something like that happen. We're not going to do able. We're not going to make it that complicated. Because, okay. you know, teams, if they want a guy bad enough, they'll make it happen. They will make it happen. Yeah. But so I'm going to basically, I'm going to name a couple of teams right here. Nick Foles, can they fit in? Can you see Nick Foles go in there and how would it work out? And can you see this team maybe being interested in Foles? Okay. And all I want you to say is yes or no. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first one I'm going to start out with is Denver. No. Why, why? Why is that? Do you Drew see Lock. I think Drew they're going to go okay. Drew Lock. Yeah. Okay. So you, you already said no to the uh, Chargers. I think Denver would have been a good suitor a year ago. I don't see that going now. Going going down now. And and no no to the Chargers. I, I Chargers have a really good veteran backup for a rookie to learn from, and they are in good draft position. So I think I see them going young when it comes to quarterbacks. Okay. I like it. Not that Foles isn't old. It's just, I mean, young, like 23. <laughs> That's what I mean they're going to go. <laughs> I see I see a Justin Herbert in their future. Okay. Washington Redskins. Uh, I could see that working out. I really could. Um, I think Ron Rivera would work out really well with a quarterback like that. A uh, really devout guy. Uh, but guys, uh, two guys that are both really into their faith and stuff like that. I think it would be that would be a pretty good match um, if you know if they could work out the money and the trade. I think Foles would. I don't. I think Skins fans would probably like it too. I could see that working out. <clears throat> okay, so, so like like I said, like imagine getting you know like I said, I think they should roll with Dwayne Haskins. No, sure, but, for sure. But I mean, you talk about a team. Boy, if getting, it works, it could work out. Oh, it could work out. Imagine getting Chase Young and then getting Nick Foles as well, a Super Bowl winning oh, yeah. quarterback. Absolutely. And imagine, imagine getting Nick Foles for Dwayne Haskins to learn from. Yeah, I mean, I mean that I, could I, that could work out in a number of different ways. Absolutely, yeah, I, I think it could. I th- I think Nick Foles would be a more probably it would definitely not probably would definitely be a more stable presence than Dwayne Haskins. You talking about you know from being a quarterback standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But the, I think the Skins have that Alex Smith contract they're wrapped up in still. So watch they out do. for that. They do. Uh, okay, Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I think Arians could make it work. He's the, he's kind of the QB guy. He could, I think I think Arians could make it work. Um, I don't know where they stand on cap or anything like that, or what they're tied to, but I think Arians could make that happen. You can pretty. I think you can hand him the thirty-two. Uh, What's it called? And in thirty-two different you know, starting quarterbacks in the league, and he could probably get something done with them. Okay, just any of the starting thirty-two. Now, Bo, again, and everybody else listening, y'all, you guys have heard that I'm big on you know Rams. My hot takes Rams end up trading for Nick Foles. But here's a team that I was looking at, Bo, and, and I'm gonna see if you're on board with me. Is I think this is an amazing fit for this guy. I think it's a really. I don't think they're that tied up in contract situations. I may be wrong. So you tell me if I'm wrong, but I got really excited when I thought about Nick Foles playing for this team, but I'm going to ask you, okay? Okay. Chicago Bears. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're it'd be a cool that'd be a good landing spot for them as well. I think the Nagy offense is the kind of offense Foles needs to be in. I think you need to have a healthy mix of of Foles being under center and being in the shotgun, you know, doing the whole spread deal. I think he runs both those things pretty well. I mean, that's kind of what Doug Peterson did with them. Uh they kind of they kind of tricked you, you know, and, and got you thinking, you know, he was only good for this, but then he'd be doing that, you know, he'd, he'd like have you looking over here, but doing something you don't expect. So I think, I think the the bears would be good. And I don't think they're too wrapped up in cap because Trubisky's still on his rookie deal. And no matter where you're picked, we talked about that last week, no matter where you're picked as a first rounder, like you're st- especially a quarterback, you're still, you know, leagues cheaper than some free agent quarterback or especially what Nick Foles is getting paid. Yeah, so obviously there's questions surrounding Mitch Trubisky. And guys, I'm going to go off on not, – not really a rant. I'm just going to kind of explain why I think Chicago would be such a good fit. And, again, another guy I would love to see in Chicago is Andy Dalton. I'd love yeah. to see him there too. Um, who would I take right now out of Andy Dalton or Nick Foles? I'm probably leaning Nick Foles, but Andy Dalton's not that far behind. Andy Dalton's a good quarterback. I think he's shown that in Cincinnati. But I think Nick Foles coming into Chicago. Chicago already has questions surrounding Mitch Trubisky. And I think they may be wondering because you got to think about it, man. Mitch Trubisky's gonna be like, "Hey, where's my money soon?" I, I mean, I think they're gonna ride Trubisky for another year. I think they'll for, ride it. Personally. Well, okay. I could. I'm not saying they're not. They probably are, but I could see Chicago being a great fit. I think Chicago has really. Um, now they got they released Taylor Gabriel, which is kind of upsetting. That I, I think Taylor Gabriel had a good season, but you still have Allen Robinson there. And you have Anthony Miller. Mm-hmm. Anthony Miller is a good wide receiver. People just don't hear his name that much. Allen Robinson had a good year. Allen Robinson had a really good year. Yeah. But I thought people pretty much already knew that. But, yes, Allen Robinson had a really good year. Anthony Miller's good. Like, he, he's a good quarterback. I mean, quarterback. Good wide receiver. Yeah. But you've got David Montgomery, who I think is going to be really good. Some people were disappointed with him last year. But I think he's going to be really good. The Chicago Bears have a good offensive line. Trey, Trey Burton's not Trey a slouch. Burton. No, he's absolutely not. There's a good offensive line in place there. And then what's on the other side of the ball? You have an extremely talented defense. Mm -hmm. What do they say, Bo? Defense wins championships. Yeah. Okay. Well, so does Eddie Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack anchoring them down. That'll do it. Yeah. You got great, you got great talent at linebackers. You got good secondary players. And Mm -hmm. like I just said, defense wins championships. And and Akeem and Akeem Hicks on the line also. I mean, those are those are franchise defensive players right there. They really, really are. At, At at each level of the defense. So, in my opinion, let's get a defense that win that that is capable of winning a championship, and let's get Nick Foles in there, who already has done it. Yeah, and I think Nagy became a little bit of a a, a, a running joke last year. I feel like the Bears were just doing dumb stuff, and and in no way, shape, and form do I think he's a dumb coach. So I think no. I think the Bears will find a way to bounce back. Yeah, I think I think they'll find a way to bounce back. Do I think they're going to bounce back on a Mitch Trubisky? No, I do not. I'll be the first one to tell everybody that listens to this podcast that I am not a huge fan of Mitch Trubisky, and I wasn't when he came out and hit that draft class. Um, I just never, never believed the hype behind him, and I just, uh, I think that they have to have a change of quarterback for that team to um, reach the heights that they wanted to reach. I think Mitch Trubisky is holding that team back. Yeah, I he'll, think that, he'll win you the division, but that's about as far as you'll get. That's with about him. as, and, and that's the best you're gonna. Yeah, that's the best you can ask for. I think out of Mitch Trubisky. Yep. And, and I'm not saying the guy, you know, 
That's just how it is sometimes. That's that what you're really, going to get when he has an elite defense, too. That's not exactly exactly. Yeah. We got to have somebody. We got to give somebody to the Bears that helps that defense. Yeah, the defense is keeping that team in a lot of games because that that team can't score points a whole lot of the time. And and Mitch Mitch Trubisky's winning with his feet a lot more than people are realizing too. And yeah, you know, his his arm since he's joined them has been kind of lackluster. And I hate that because, I mean, I was a big Mitch fan when he was at UNC. Obviously, big UNC fan, but you know, so you know, I'd like I'd like to see him bounce back before they move on. That'd be that'd be good to see. It would be good to see. Uh, I, I know you want to see it definitely. Yeah. I know you want to see Mitch Trubisky uh, it, do better than Daniel it, Jones. 100%. If anything, it's I'm just tired of be sitting, you know, sitting watching football with my friends in here. Well, what happened? What happened to Trubisky? You know, I just I hate that. I hate that. It's every Bears game. Well, <laughs> your boy Trubisky sucks. I mean, it's every week. Yeah. But like you said, bro, he didn't look good throwing the ball on film last year. Um, no, no, I don't, I don't know. Man. So I think good... they. Sorry, go ahead. No, <laughs> so all I was going to say is I think that they need to head in a different direction. I really do. Like you said, you think they're going to ride him for one more year? I think they I, probably I think so. will. The number two pick and, and just the cheap deal and the stuff that they can put around him with that money, especially if their cap goes up and they, he's still in that rookie deal. I mean, that, that's just a lot of money to play with. Yeah, so I think they'll ride him for another um, year. I do not, like I said, guys, this is just where we think that he could fit in at. It's a good fit. I just don't see with the position they're in, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely understand that. But, you know, we were talking a whole lot real quick. I want to talk about this, Bo, because, you know, you were talking to me about it earlier, and we were both kind of um, going over it. We were just talking about the Rams a whole lot and not trying to backtrack, but that new logo, though. Oh, God, what on earth? It looks like, like the, I, it looks like the Chargers. I feel I, it looks exactly like the Chargers. But yeah. I think I don't understand. You know, the guys that like come up with these logos have to be getting paid ridiculous amounts of money. And I feel like sometimes maybe I should get paid that ridiculous amount of money because I feel like I could have done better. Oh my God! Yes, I think there's there's a there's college kids all over the country that could have done better than whatever that whatever that is. Shout out Rob Rob! I know he could have made a killer emblem for them. Or logo. I think they have the Rams have been in a identity crisis i mean not like from a from a you know coaching or schematic standpoint but literally from like the look of the team i mean i've always thought it was weird how that did you ever notice they ran those like navy and white uniforms but not the navy and white helmets some week yeah it would be like it it would be like the st louis rams helmets that they've had forever and i'm like why i don't know my favorite my favorite Rams uniform, and you know, a lot of people weren't it's, fans. It's the blue and yellow, isn't it? Yeah, the color yeah, rush. Yeah. Oh, the color rush. No, I was talking about the the retros that they used to wear. The old LA Rams. No, 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 no. Okay, I got them confused. I'm confused. Yes, yes. The blue and yellows are my favorite. Yeah, um, I think their color rush is all yellow. It's kind of mustardy. I don't really know how I how I like those too. Well, much. a lot of the color rushes are all the same color. They might got, be all white, though. I can't remember. No, no, it's all mercedes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, I do like the retro ones. I think they have cool uniforms, but I feel like they wear the weirdest ones. They do. I mean, it just looks like they couldn't decide, like, as a, as a, as a team, as an organization, 
which full unit they look like you remember on Madden how you could hit select uniform and you could pick this helmet with that jersey and those pants. Oh, that's I did that all the time. I always had to be a little bit extra. Yeah, that's what it looks like they would do some weeks. They'd had some thirteen year old picking the St. Louis Rams helmet with the retro navy and white Rams jerseys. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did this? Yeah, you're gonna wear the the you know, the navy pants with the the black top and the nineteen eighty socks or something like that. Yeah, like you're just gonna color make mess all the color schemes up with the uniform. Like did but, y'all draw out of a hat what to wear today? <laughs> but my thing is, are they not gonna have like the, the normal horns on the helmets anymore? Uh that is a great question. I but do is not this know. I I, sh- I really, really I hope, hope it's not that the one this that better not be what's on that, that helmet. It looks I don't like even the know. charger bolt. I don't even know how they're going to make that work with their uniforms. I mean, Bo, imagine that, guys. And if you haven't seen the new logo, please go look it up. Um, yeah, I, I don't even a, know. There's a hat that went viral today that I sent. That I believe I sent you. Yeah, you sent it to me, and I was like, "Wow," because I hadn't even seen it yet. But my yeah. thing is, they, Bo, they could not take the the logo I'm looking at right now. They could not take that logo, put it on their helmet, and that logo would not go with half of their uniforms. Oh, uh, I agree. I mean, they're they're gonna have to do a complete shift in everything they wear, and it, it's. I don't understand where they went with that. I I hope that the the, the picture I saw is it ends up being a joke or something. I really both, do. It's, both LA terrible. teams, both LA teams have done this though. Do you remember when the Chargers yeah. came out with their new logo and it was awful? It was. Oh, I think it was yeah. last. I don't know if it was last off season, but it was terrible. It reminds me so much of this Rams one. It reminds me so much of it. I, don't I mean, all, all they did, it looks like they just took, they have L.A. and white, just like the Chargers, and then what they did is they took the lightning bolt and just curled it into a horn. That's exactly what it looks like. It's I, I don't know. I'm not a fan, guys. TSR is not a fan of the new L.A. Rams. The, the internet wasn't a fan either. So, I'm, uh, by the way, Bo, you were saying that um, your favorite jersey for the Rams was the yellow and blue. I actually have a Todd Gurley in that exact same uh color tiger early jersey and it's awesome it's awesome yeah man. they should uh, they should have just when as soon as they got back to la they should have gone right back to the retro look and because i'm pretty sure that's still like the most popular jersey sold for them i'm i'm, yeah, I'm like to. i'm like i'm like 99 sure that that's their most popular jersey is the is literally the girly retro jersey and like why on earth you wouldn't switch that and sell them like hotcakes i, I don't know but well, you know, we do we make podcasts, at, you know, at you know, yeah, they make the night. business decisions and we talk yeah. about it. So, yeah, we'll exactly. So, um, speaking it. of Todd Gurley, we're going to talk about another running back that came out in the same draft class. Both of them were highly touted, and that's Melvin Gordon. Uh, basically, Melvin Gordon is probably out in LA. Um, obviously, the Chargers, the Chargers just locked up Austin Eckler to a four year mm-hmm. deal worth $24.5 million, that's which I think, smart. He, I think he absolutely deserved it. Yeah, he had a good season last year. He, he had um, a top, he had like a top five running back season. <laughs> yeah, he did. He really yeah. did. And yeah. you know, Melvin Gordon was kind of before everything got going last season. Melvin Gordon was putting off the the um, the feeling that oh, would, this team won't be the same without me. But instead, in all that's honesty, what he was hoping for that's what he was hoping for because he wanted his money. But in all honesty, that running game was more efficient. Yeah, the whole the whole offense ran better. It really. It. It, it, really it really did. did. 
So the Chargers, in my opinion, need to let Gordon. Find I, I think, and I think you, I think you'll see the Chargers deep in the draft dip into the running back pool because it's a really talented pool. Well, of I could see backs. it. I could see that absolutely. They, they can see, find Justin Jackson's like you know replacement in there. And I think Justin back. Jackson's. You know, I I have Chargers fans that are that are big time. Um, fanboys of Justin Jackson. You know, he's played well in his time that he's been on the field, but I think, you know, Eckler needs a, he's better in a tandem. Yeah. He needs to be with a, I'd say a bigger bodied back that can go between the tackles. Imagine, Bo, imagine this. Imagine the Chargers, after, after what we saw at the combine, imagine the Chargers having Austin Eckler and then uh, grabbing A.J. Dillon. Oh my God. Move over. That'd be, that would be insane. To go so, to go along with their receivers and oh, if they keep Hunter Henry, oh lord! I would love. Could you not see AJ Dillon in that Chargers uniform? I could, I could. I mean, and and I think that it would just it would fit perfectly. Anthony Lynn would use it would use him perfectly. Oh, he'd be it, so good with Anthony Lynn. Oh my god! I mean, because he he's such a good situational coach. He that he knows when to when to pick personnel for the right moments. And I think, I mean, it would be no, it would be no secret. They'd bring him in inside the five, and you know he's getting the ball. Oh, you yeah. know it. You know it. What What's amazing about the Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon saga that was this past season is Melvin Gordon's the bigger bodied back. He he's yeah. now, Melvin Gordon is. I don't. I wouldn't call him a bruiser by any means, but he was the bruiser of that backfield. Yeah. He's the one that was built most like a bruiser. And mm-hmm. what was kind of unsettling. Was that Austin Eckler, who's 5'10, don't really know his weight. I'd say, uh, what would you say, 218 two, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. 210 tops. Um, not, not big. Okay, this guy was better than Melvin Gordon um, by efficiency at the goal line last year, mm-hmm. which is kind of mind blowing. And it, I, I don't know if it speaks more to Austin Eckler as just, you know, a guy, just a complete baller, or does yeah. it speak against Melvin Gordon? I think it speaks to Austin Eckler because I think Austin Eckler has a has a versatile skill set as a running back, whereas I don't see Melvin Gordon as the guy that'll hit you with play action and 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 get dumped off in the flat for an easy touchdown. Whereas Austin Eckler, you can line him up in the goal line formation, and this could easily be a pass. Oh, you definitely. Know, you definitely. know, I think I think there's different things you're gonna have to respect, and not to mention this might be. You know, some people might you know call BS on this. I don't know, but I think it's pretty. I think for big linebackers and stuff playing the goal line, once the the linemen come out of their stance and stand up, Austin Eckler is going to fall in right behind them. You're not going to be able to see him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? And as a long as he's got good drive 10, in his legs, coming in, a guy that's five ten coming in behind guys that are what six five six six. Absolutely, oh, you're yeah. going to lose that guy in the trees. Absolutely, and that that's that guy with as shifty as he is. And bring in that play action factor, or just, or just, a, or just call a pass play. Then you have to be play action. Just his receiving abilities. I think he brings a, brings a lot to the table, especially when you can, like you said, get him in a tandem and run two back sets, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you you really don't. Um, like I said, I would love to see a guy like AJ Dillon get in there with Eckler. But but the the whole thing, a lot of this is more about Melvin Gordon. You know, we're not trying to make this an Austin Eckler Eckler thing, but it, it was just kind it's of hard not, it's hard not to. It's hard not to because Austin Eckler did such a good job last year. He stayed quiet. <laughs> Melvin Gordon was doing a lot of the talking. He really was. But Austin Eckler stayed quiet and he balled. I don't I don't even balled. know if I've ever heard Austin Eckler talk. <laughs> you no, know, he never says anything. No, no. 
But, you know, and Melvin Gordon, guys, is a great running back, but he just hasn't been efficient recently. And he, you know, but the problem is, too, is he's going to carry a nice-sized price tag. He's looking for bigger money. He's looking, really is, he's looking for bigger money. But He, he wants franchise-back money. He wants franchise-back money, but he hasn't been efficient like a franchise-back. And that's something the Chargers just need to clear, drop their hands up. Don't even get involved in contract talks where you don't need to pay this guy the kind of money he's asking for. Let this guy go fi- find a team that may. I don't know if a te- I don't know if any team's going to pay him the money that he wants. It was kind of like the Le'Veon Bell situation. I don't think to that extent because obviously I think Bell's a much more talent. Not much more, but I think Bell's more talented. Bell's much more talented. I think I think I think a lot of people forget how good Melvin Gordon was catching the ball in the backfield. I do think that he was really good catching he, the ball. He needs in the to be in an offense where he can prove it again. I he mean, does. I'm he not saying he does. has to. Why he like you know it's not going to be dependent on his entire NFL career, but I think you know the people need to see it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the Chargers just need to rid their hands of this. You know, Melvin yeah. Gordon did did good for them. But let's think about it. I think I think it's something like I saw this. It was it's four of the past five seasons uh, of Gordon's rushing seasons. His yeah. he's averaged fewer than four yards per carry. Like you don't pay top wow. dollar for that. Yeah, that's wild. You you absolutely don't. So you know, I think he could. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see where Melvin ends up at. If you had um, to pick a team that you think he would fit in well at, just pick one real quick. I'll say right off the top of my head right now. Yeah, just someone off the top of your head that you think he would fit in well. Houston Texans. Really? I like that. I like that. Give me give, give me give me him in an offense with Deshaun Watson, who's already a mobile threat, who already can hurt you with his legs, and give me a guy like DeAndre Hopkins you've also gotta um think about. Get, and you put Melvin Gordon in that equation. The the Texans have already been looking for a guy running back. And yeah. and Melvin Gordon steps right in and is more talented than, than anybody in that running back room. Oh yeah. I think I think that the, that offense would let him go out, um, would let him go out catch balls. I think mm-hmm. he absolutely would. I, I say give him to the Houston Texans. Let, I think I think the Houston Texans are one good piece away, Bo, from being in serious serious Super Bowl contention. Yeah. I really think they are. Some people may disagree. That's fine. It's a no, podcast. I, I don't dis- I don't disagree at all. I think I think um, Deshaun Watson is a is a playoff Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He's really good. You're talking about a guy that you're going to have to pay a lot of money. Oh, God. Yeah, back up the Brinks truck for Deshaun Watson. You're going to have to pay that guy a lot of money. You know, we're not even talking about Mahomes, but we'll get up to all that. We're talking about Melvin Gordon. Now, will the Texans pay him what they want? I don't know. They're going to really have to believe that this guy is going to raise them to that level. I think he could be a missing piece for them. He's versatile. I think he he would be a good compliment to Watson. And Hopkins, I yeah. say get him in there. I say Texans, let's 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 let Melvin Gordon come in and be your starting running back, and let's see where that takes you. Give him a two year deal or three I like years. It. The I guy's like still lot. young. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For I mean, sure. is that what is that your top team, Bo? You'd probably say. Mm, I mean, I didn't. You know what? I hadn't even weighed them into the equation, but but a, a team, and I think you know, I think that they'd he'd probably fit in pretty well in Miami. And they got oh, the money, I, and I, I and, and I think they got the money, and I think Brian Flores knows how to run a feature back. I definitely would agree with you. I think yeah. I think Miami would be a good and you and you imagine getting Melvin it's Gordon been such a revolving door there, you know, and having Gordon for a rookie quarterback for that could be coming in this year would be really good. And another thing is too, you know, 
the Dolphins are hurting at offensive line and in the offensive line department. A lot of it because they just shipped Tunzel to the Texans. Yeah. So, you know, Gordon would probably like his offensive line better in Houston just a little bit. And, because and, because and, still, yeah. Watson hits the ground a lot. Well, Gordon's good as a decent pass pro running back as well. He so, is. He really so, is. I mean, he would add to your blocking anywhere he went. But I mean, imagine, imagine how happy the Dolphins would be. Um, you know, and I had the Dolphins. Like you said, they're hurting at running back, bro. I have DeAndre Swift mocked to them in the first yeah. round. Yeah. I, I have them taking Tua, a running, I mean, a wide receiver, whoever's still on the board, the best guy on the board, and then DeAndre Swift. I mean, so, they could get Melvin on a short-term deal and still take a good running back. Oh, you definitely I mean, could. They have the picks and they have the money. They have it all. Imagine, imagine how happy it would. I think the Dolphins would be moving in a good direction if you got Melvin Gordon in free agency and then you draft Tua. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, I think any any rookie quarterback needs a good tailback behind him to take some of that load off. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So, that helps. That helps a a incoming rookie quarterback a ton. It's a, and especially if like like you said, Melvin Gordon's hands are probably a little underrated. And if if you have a good running back you trust and you know where he's going to be in a dump off game, a rookie really needs that. Especially oh. when they start hitting that wall. Uh, absolutely, you need those checkdowns. Yeah, for sure. So you know, we'll see. Like I said, I think I could see him going to the Texans. I think the Texans know they need that just a little bit more firepower. And I think yep. Gordon is that little bit <laughs> a whole both, lot. Both, both would fit really well. Oh, I, both of them would fit perfectly. I like the Dolphins as the team that you picked. I, I could see that, and I think that would help Tua to, tremendously. But yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it's no telling what's going to happen. I just don't see him staying in LA. Yeah, I, I don't either. There's, there's, the, I don't. I think the Eckler deal being done said everything. Yeah, I think that was like, okay, Gordon, you can leave. Yeah, that was pretty much like we we got our guy and he signed for the money we wanted, which was a great deal for them. Oh, which is a great deal. I Austin saw it. Eckler, and I was like, it's so cheap. Oh my gosh! After the year he had, twenty four and a half million. God give it to me every day. Give it to me every day. God. But guys, we're going to talk about a guy that's been out of the league for a about two seasons now. I think it's exactly mm-hmm. two seasons. Um, and will this guy make it onto a team this season? And the guy that we are talking about is none other than Des Bryant. Okay, so Bo, you brought this up to me, and I, I, you know, you brought it up to me. You know, we were thinking about okay, like getting our topics together, and you're like, let's talk about Des Bryant. I was like, okay, we haven't talked about Des Bryant yet, and there's been a lot of talk surrounding Des Bryant. So let's talk about Des Bryant, Bo. Yep. In my opinion, I think he might make it onto a team this season, but I don't think it'll be Dallas. No, I don't think it'd be Dallas either. Even though Jerry Jones loves. I, to talk about oh Des Bryant, did you? I don't know even know if you heard about this, and I'm not trying to make this a uh, weird sounding podcast in any way. Did you hear about uh, Jerry Jones saying that? Um, I think it was about a week week and a half ago. He was saying that he was thinking about uh, maybe you know what would signing Des Bryant do when he was in the shower. Well, yeah, I, I did hear that, and and I don't think that's weird. I think Jerry Jones thinks about his team at every moment of the day. Hey, well, I'm a deep thinker in the shower too, man. So so you know that that's when you come up with brilliant ideas. But unfortunately, I don't think that would be a brilliant idea. No, now, I, I, they don't. I don't think they, especially if, if they're serious about getting Amari signed. I don't. I don't see them needing that. So basically, Dallas, as we've gone over already, guys, Dallas has a great <laughs> core of talent with Dak, Zeke, and Amari. Considering all the deals get done and they're agreed to, we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. The only thing we know right now out of those three guys is that Zeke's staying in Dallas. Well, you see, Dak was working out with Des yesterday. 
He was. He was. Yeah. And another guy, I don't know if you saw this, this was in mid-February, Patrick Mahomes was working out with him. Yeah. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. That, that's something that, I mean, what were you going to say? You think what? Oh, I mean, I think these quarterbacks are working out with him and, and just showcasing what he's got out there, that he's still worthy of playing with the best. Which is kind of cool. Which is kind of yeah. cool when you think about these quarterbacks are like, oh, man, you still you want to try making the league, make a little highlight highlight tape? All right, like, I got yeah. you. I'll throw you some balls. Show me what yeah. you got. Like, that's awesome. And that's and that's I, the I, NFL community coming together. And I think, I, I, I think that Des Bryant is finally at that point where it's like, I don't care what you ask me to do. I just want to be on a team. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I I'm with you there, and I'm I'm with you with there on one point, and then I'm kind of also not with you there on that. Just knowing Des Bryant, some of the stuff he's going through in his you, career. You think he really thinks that he can come in and just be the feature wide receiver number one? I mean, could you one hundred? Can you one hundred percent tell me that he doesn't think that? It's Des Bryant. Can you one hundred percent with think, a fact say Des Bryant doesn't think he'll come in and be top dog in that wide receiver room? Are I you think, really gonna I think, he'll, I think he'll always think that he's one of the best in the game, but I think he is at a point now where he was willing to do whatever the coach asks to get back onto a team in this league. Yeah, absolutely. My that's thing not is, a bad thing. That's what a lot you know, it's like what people said about Kaepernick is they didn't think he was serious because he wouldn't do everything that was asked. I think Des, if you asked him to do a tryout in the rain somewhere, he'd probably just go do it. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be like, No, nah, I'm too good. I don't need to try out the rain for y'all. You know what I mean? Okay, like, my, my all right, I'm saying is it. I think I know Des is a competitor. I know he's a guy that wants to come in and win. But my yeah. problem is is I also feel like he's a guy that carries an ego as well. And, and all of these guys that's do. A wide these, these, thing that's a wide opinion. receiver thing. It absolutely is. I mean, look, look at some of the top guys. That's why we're dealing with the Antonio Brown situation. It's because of an ego problem. That's why we deal with situations with Odell Beckham. Because of an ego problem. T.O., it's an ego problem. They all had it. Irvin Matt had Johnson. it. Michael Irvin had it. Yeah, Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. These are all guys that had ego problems. And it was apparent that it was causing problems in the locker room. Even Dez, Dez had problems where he caused some problems and drama definitely, in the locker room. Definitely when he was young, he did, for sure. You know, he was getting into a little bit of trouble, getting in fights in training camp, getting into fights on the field. Yeah. You know, it's, he, like, it's just like I thought I, was, I thought last year when he joined the Saints that you saw a more like, you know, humble side to Dez. You did. Opinion. You did. And I was so <laughs> upset that he got hurt. But that's why so that's what I'm thinking now is that two injuries like that where he's you know he's struggling to get on a team he's struggling to get a good chance you know now now is the point where you're willing you'll do whatever they ask you know what I mean I'm I'm here to prove that I want to play ball. Let me lay it out to you like this, Bo. See if you if see if you're with me on this. Okay, I think that when Dez went to the Saints, mm-hmm. you know, he gets in front of Sean Payton and Sean Payton basically tells him like look like top dog in this wide receiver room and I'm sure Michael Thomas said it himself because of how confident Mike Thomas is in, in himself you know. Dez pretty much figured walking in. He's like, all right, I'm not top dog. Like Mike Thomas, this guy's a freak, right? Okay, but my thing is, and he probably, it was a different environment. This guy's only been in Dallas. Yeah, that's been his only, and what we were just talking about, Dallas is the center of attention in the football world. So this guy, this guy goes (laughs) to another team, and, you know, he, of course, he's probably going to be a little bit more humble, right? This team's giving him a shot. But (laughs) I I feel like, can you 100% tell me, Bo, now say he comes back to the Cowboys or something. Say say Jerry Jones goes goes you know out in left field, and he signs Dez, right? Like you said, you just saw him working out with Dak Prescott. Say he signs Dez, all right? Can you one hundred percent tell me that once Dez is back in his old stadium, in his old locker room, in his old uniform, 
<laughs> can you tell me that this guy, you don't think you can see it in any way that this guy comes back in, he gets maybe he gets a little bit, a little bit upset. So, tell me you can't see this as a headline on Sports Center. Um, you know, Des Bryant has issues with um, Amari got more ta- targets in a game. Amari he, Cooper. Yeah, said that uh, the ball should have been thrown his way a little bit more. Or I mean, that season, that season, no, if they had thrown the ball more to me, I would put him in winning situations. And Maury's a great player, but, uh, you know, I'm Des Bryant. Like, could you not see that? Maybe I, if, you I put him ba- if you put him back in that environment, I think it's more likely to happen. I could see it happening. I really could. I, and like you said, I think if he goes somewhere else, and, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I said Patrick Mahomes was working out with Des Bryant. Do, am I saying Des Bryant's going to go to the Chiefs? No. But if he did, Bo, I think it'd be kind of cool. No, I, I think mean, it'd be I think it'd be, be kind of cool, cool to see to be see Des Bryant playing with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. And think about it, Des Bryant. You have a guy out there like Des Bryant, and you you know you gotta. We don't know what Des Bryant has left, Bo. None of us do. And I don't. Problem, see, but you try, I don't see Des Bryant bickering for the ball on the sideline with the, with the best quarterback in the game. <laughs> well, so my problem is Des Bryant hasn't caught a football on the field in competitive play since 2017, and his last 1,000-yard season was in 2014. Yeah, That's my issue. That's my issue if I'm signing him to a contract. And the biggest issue is not when when his 1,000-yard season was. That's not not what my issue is. My issue is, okay, this guy hasn't caught a ball in competitive play in two years. It's a long time. And, you know, Des Bryant was extremely talented, but I don't think he was as talented as Antonio Brown. And I think Antonio Brown, he, you know, it's not going to be as much for Antonio Brown to lose his edge. You know what I mean? I I think Antonio Brown's Mm -hmm. a better talented wide receiver. He's also younger. If AB goes six months without getting in trouble, I think he could get signed again. Oh, he'll get signed. Antonio Brown is too good not to get signed. Yeah. I agree But, you know, I think you can find guys better than Dez in free agency. That's something else I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, and, it's not reality- – I don't know. I don't know if, like, Dez Bryant, I think it's going to take him – I don't think he's going to be one of these, like, quick free agency ads. It's going to take him a, a while to get picked up. Oh, it will. Opinion. It will yeah. take him a while. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks when you see guys like that. They were really good football players. And it was kind of like – and I'm not trying to go on a basketball standpoint here, but I was a huge fan of the Portland Trailblazers when they finally gave Carmelo Anthony a shot. Yeah. Because Carmelo out. Anthony was showing how bad he kept working out, kept working out, kept working out, kept putting up videos. We all know how good Carmelo Anthony used to be. Okay. Maybe he's not as good now. Yes, maybe he doesn't play defense as much. Okay. Maybe he could play a little bit. Who does in the NBA today? Who does anymore, right? Um, But my thing is, give these guys a shot. These, this is their life. This is their passion. Give these guys a shot to play ball again, whether it be basketball, football, soccer, what, what have you. Just let these guys get back on the field. I'm pulling for Des to get back on. I don't think it'll be with the Cowboys, and if it is, I think it's a bad decision. Yeah, but I, I think agree. somebody should give this guy a shot. I don't know if you saw the video that he put up, Bo. He's this guy, Des Bryant, is laying on his back with a quarterback probably 10 yards away from him. Probably 10 yards. Um, and this guy is just beaming, beaming footballs down at him. And Des Bryant's just catching him on his back. Now he like has his head up, almost kind of like a like a not even like a crunch position, like one of those uh I can't remember what are those things where you got a call where you gotta hold your legs up and hold the your shoulders up and head up. And your your lower back stays flat. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, 
I mean, you put me on the spot. No, I can't think but about you, it. No, you know what I'm talking about. I, I know. I know a position you that he's in that you're saying like yeah, catching football. I've seen other receivers do it. I don't know how to describe it. This guy is throwing balls as hard as he can at Des Bryant while Des Bryant's laying on the ground flat. This guy is throwing balls at Des Bryant as hard as he can from ten yards away, and Des Bryant's catching him one handed. Yeah, I mean, he's he's it's it's gonna be hard for him to lose that. It's gonna be like riding a bike in that sense. But let's think about what was the biggest, the two biggest strengths in Des Bryant's game. The two biggest strengths that Des Bryant's um, had in his game was speed. And he had the ability to go up and high point the ball. I was going to say catch radius. He went up and high point the ball. I think in 2017, Bo, we all could see it on film. Des Bryant had lost the ability to create separation. Mm -hmm. He he completely almost lost it. I don't think it's going to be any better now. No, it's not going to be any better. And then you you also have – I don't know if this guy – and there are – look at the corners. They're just getting more athletic, man. I don't know if he's out jumping these guys, you know, He's going to have to outsmart him at this age, like Jericho Kotrick kind of stuff. Exactly, exactly. That great, okay, fantastic comparison. Oh, yeah. Kotrick did it forever. He wasn't the best forever, or probably ever. He was probably wasn't ever the best, but he knew how to be a smarter football player and find space than, than anyone else. So. And let's, let's say about who's, who's the old receiver in the NFL right now. This, let's lost a step 100%, but he's just so good at his um, preparation and his technique. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, perfect. Great example. Great example. Every it doesn't matter. I mean, I think this you know this could be his farewell tour. I think he can turn around, and do it a whole another year, just because he's just smarter. He knows the game better. I think Fitzgerald is so good because I would not be that shocked if he had a thousand yard season. No, I would. I would. Be I would. I think. Shocked. I think. I think Julian Edelman, as he gets older, will be that kind of guy. He'll always just be able to find a way to get open. But as I said with the Chiefs, with Dez, you know, Mahomes. You know, he's talked good about him. He's <clears> trained <throat> with him. You know, yeah. you know Dez would have to be interested in playing for the reigning Super Bowl champ. I don't know if the Chiefs are interested, and I'm not saying that they are. But um, as for the Cowboys, the reporters did ask Amari Cooper if he would like to play with Dez Bryant, and he responded with, I quote, of course I want to play with him. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I don't see any player, any quarterback in the league being like, nah, I don't want Dez. Get Dez Bryant out of here. Yeah, yeah. no one's going to say that. No, no, they'll no, definitely they'll definitely take him in the in the in the room. And uh, again, mm-hmm. I do think Dez would have to get used to being probably a second, but more likely a third option on most teams in the NFL at this point. Uh, yeah, I think I if I was a team, I would think about using him as a red zone option only. I wouldn't. I would. I don't think I'd be worried about between the twenties with him. I don't. I don't see him being like your your unless it's like late in the game and you got to get out there four wide. But I would. I would want to like. I would want to put him in the red zone and get him as an end zone. I mean, it gives him a touchdown threat. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Fade, fade routes would be his best friend at his age. I mean, I really don't know what team you could put him on. I mean, and we do this a lot. So let, let's put let's put ourselves on the spot, Bo. Give this, me a this team. This one will be tougher than the other ones we said, too. Okay, I'll give me a team that Des Bryant would be the second option on. Be the second option? I mean, you you got to be talking about a weak room. Um I would say a team like I don't think the Jaguars have the strongest wide receiver room. I mean, D.D. Westbrook and and D.J. Chark are there, but I mean, Des Bryant could could move D.D. Westbrook over maybe one day. Um, I still I think I Westbrook overtakes the Des Bryant. I I think it's. Uh, I mean, you never know. 
You never know. I, I, it's not a strong room. D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark is not a strong wide receiver room. In my Let me opinion. ask you this: Is he yeah. a second? Is he a second second option on the Washington Redskins? That's a team that he could definitely be a second option on. <laughs> it's Terry McLaurin I mean, and, and, and a drop off a cliff. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So Des I think Pride I think Des Bryant could be there. a number two there. Probably. I yeah. mean, I could. Um, um, would he Dol- be a number the two? Dolphins last year, maybe. Um, Albert the Wilson Dolphins, and, and Dolphins this year. If they don't take a wide receiver, they're going to take. They're, they're going see, to. They're, they're going gonna, to. Okay, Dolphins last year. Dolphins last year. Okay, we've got the Redskins and the Dolphins. Let's let's keep thinking about this. Who could they, he be a second option on? Um, that may be the only two teams, man. That really, really might be. What were what were the Colts uh, wide receivers beyond T.Y. Hilton last year? Yeah, T.Y. T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell out of Ohio State. Well, he was a running back hybrid, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but he played wide receiver this year. Okay. Um, trying to think, who was their number two? Oh, they had uh, Devin Funches, but he got hurt. And I don't think – I think Devin Funches is better than Des Bryant. Really? I, I think, think he is. I think he is. After not playing for two years, I'm taking Devin Funches. I think Devin I mean, Funches I – mean, I think he's yeah, a solid wide receiver, but he's healthy. The, the, the two years being out of the game is one thing, but I mean – I mean, <laughs> oh, if, if he hadn't taken a, a, uh, it off, no, Des Bryant, I'd probably give him the edge. Yeah, I but mean, it, I, I think Devin that, that, that two years is going to hurt him in about every conversation. But. I, li- I liked Devin Funches coming out of Michigan. I, I, I did like him. Um, obviously, he hasn't been exactly what I thought he would be, but you know, he's he's um, it's he crazy. Does, I don't know how, I don't the know how the I don't know how the Bengals were the worst team in the NFL, and Des Bryant couldn't hold a candle to their one through three. I don't think. <laughs> Wait, do wait, wait, say that again. AJ, like, like Des Bryant isn't better than AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, or Alden Tate at this point in his career. I, I, it's crazy that the Bengals oh. lost all those games and their their wide receiver. Yeah, really good wide receiver. Court. Yeah, it's it's kind of. Well, it's because of, they had the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, I give you that. They, could, they couldn't keep up. I mean, but, the offense couldn't score much either. But well, well, let's think about it. yeah. So we've got the Redskins and pretty much the Dolphins. That's the only teams in the NFL that this guy would be a second option on. All right, put that in perspective. Okay. But some of the other teams, he wouldn't even be the third option. Like we just discussed, the Bengals. He's not the third option on the Bengals. No. He'd be lucky to be fourth. He'd be lucky if, he, if John Ross has a good season, he's not fourth. There was another guy. was a white guy that I think y'all had last year that stepped Erickson. up. There you go. Yes, him. Yes. He was so, good on special teams too, wasn't he? Very good special teams guy. Mm-hmm. But, again, and I'm not, I'm not trying to put, you know, put shade on – Des Bryant's name. Des Bryant was awesome. I loved watching that guy. But, you know, he's been out of the game for two seasons. You know, his age is going to catch up with him. You know, we said it in 2017. Couldn't create separation. He was getting, um, you know, corners were being more physical with him. He was ha- he was having problems dealing with the physicality. So, and Des has always been a guy that was a physical guy, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, his strengths are kind of <laughs> wavering. So he'd have to work on technique. That's literally what it have to be. Will, and I, don't, I don't think Des Bryant has ever been a huge guy on technique. I just don't think he has. I don't think I don't. I've never really thought of him as a guy who goes on to film and finds a guy's weaknesses and then exploits it and finds space the whole game. Like, I think Des Bryant was a guy that, <laughs> that was really big on. I'm, I just know I'm a freakier talent. And yeah, he, I think he's a guy. he's a one on one he's a one on one ball player. Throw it up, give it to me. You know what I mean? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree. Fully. So we'll see what happens with Des. Like I said, give the guy a chance. I hope some team does this season. He, he it, it's, it's crazy it's, not to work him out. Yeah, work the guy out. 
Sean Payton's a smart guy. Sean Payton worked him out. Sean Payton signed him. I, I could see the Saints giving him another workout. I could see it. We'll see. We'll see. I was so upset when that injury happened, though. Uh, but, guys, we're going to move on to the NFL draft talk. So, guys, most of the time we do NFL topics and we do college topics. Well, until the draft in April, it's going to be NFL topics and NFL draft topics. Because, really, there's nothing – unless something real big happens that's college-based and not NFL draft-based, we'll talk about that. But from now on, most of the TSR podcast, other than the NFL news we like to give you and talk about in the beginning, is going to be based around the NFL draft. So – Obviously, it's the scouting report for a reason. It's about scouting college athletes or any athletes, um, you know, rather. So mm. a lot of this is going to be focused on the NFL draft um, in April. So, Bo, with that being said, now something about the NFL draft, Reese's Senior Bowl, which you're a fan of watching. You're a big fan of watching <coughs> yeah, Reese's yes. Senior Bowl. Yeah, it's, Senior, it's, Senior Bowl is awesome. It's changing its location after almost 70 years. From Mobile? Uh, so well, it's, so, so it's yeah, so it's um, it's going to be moving from Lad Peebles Stadium, and yeah. headed to South Alabama's Hancock Whitney Stadium. Is that not in Mobile? No, it's not. Oh man, that's crazy. So, and it seats around twenty five thousand people. Actually, yeah. let me let me let me let me make sure I'm not telling you guys wrong with the uh, where Hancock Whitney is at, but I'm not. Um, I'm not. I don't think that it's in um, Mobile. Okay, no, no, you're right. You're right, Bo. You're right, 100%. Guys, listen to Bo from now on. Um, <laughs> it is in Mobile. It is in Mobile. Hancock Whitney is in Mobile. They're just changing stadiums. They're I was about to stadiums. say, man, that would have been that would have oh, been, that been serious huge. I, I, Twitter. No, I should have already known that. I should yeah. have already known that. But That's one of the bigger things happen, that happens in Mobile throughout the year. Yeah, so, okay, it, this, this is just a little <laughs> bit. It's a more uh, modern stadium. And, and it's yeah. a change. Every, they need it. Every, every good thing needs change. The NCAA really makes enough money to build a stadium in Alabama for the oh, senior. What if they just? Okay. Oh, what if they just built one for it? I could, awesome. that could, I could see it. I mean, oh, I'd be there they heartbeat. built one for a preseason game, pretty much. They basically did. You're right. Um, yeah. I'm upset I won't get to go to the original stadium, but I can't wait to get to the new one though. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a reason they moved it. I'm sure a lot of the people, the scouts and players, are excited. So I'm extremely jealous of all my Blitz scouts and all the other scouts that got to go to uh, Lead Peebles Stadium. I mean, Lad Peebles. God, I'm messing up all kinds of places. Y'all shouldn't even listen to me about this senior <laughs> ball stuff. I'm upset. Uh, I'm jealous of all the other scouts that went to Lad Peebles Stadium. Um, but, I, you know, I can't wait to go to Hancock-Whitney. I know it's going to be a great environment. Um, the senior ball has always been exciting to me, and I'm glad to see the All-Star game moving on to bigger and better things. And I will still be watching. Regardless, you can put it wherever you want to. Put it on the moon. I'm put watching. it on the moon. I'll, I'll tune in every every year, and I know Bo will too. So um, it's great to hear the senior balls um, moving forward and you know getting on to bigger and better things. Um, in other news, Bo, Jalen Hurts is feeling ultra confident heading into the draft in April. Um, outside the lines quoted Hurts saying, I'm a dog. No other guy in this class has the ability that I have in terms of getting freaky or making all the throws. Yeah, the now, getting freaky thing was hilarious. The getting freaky caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, that was a very weird way to put that. That's fine. I'm all for it. Say, say it the way you want to, Jalen. Um, I appreciate the confidence, but I don't know if I could go that far. I yeah. really don't know if I could go that far. I'd say no other guy in this draft class with quarterbacks has the ability of making all the throw and whatever getting freaky means. I don't know I what get, that means. Like, 
I feel like that means doing like, things outside it, the box. I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it means like doing all like the the things that might not be planned to get the job done. Yeah, I guess. As I guess that's what it is. Good, good right, improviser we, out there. Okay, which well, he is. Let's be real. Let's let's all take a step back. I'll look at the names in front of us. Who's the best improviser in this draft? It's not even close. It's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the best improviser in this class. When the, the pocket collapses and everything goes to, excuse my French, shit, Joe Burrow is the guy that makes things happen. Bo, we watched it numerous times, and you know that's true. Yeah, I mean, he did it against the best pass rushes in the country. He really did. So, I, I again, you know, I appreciate the confidence. I think... Making all the throws, I think you're looking at a guy like Justin Herbert. Ah, I think Jordan Love can make any throw. Jordan Hurts Love, makes. Jordan Love, I think he can make. Okay, when you say Herbert can, yeah, I would definitely say so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and Herbert, Herbert also brings the freakiness outside the pocket. I mean, he hit the four six nine at the at the combine. But let's make no mistake. Make no mistake. He can throw the ball though. Listen to this stat, Bob. So. These are NFL rating throws into tight windows in 2019 season in college. Okay. This is, again, the rating, the NFL rating on throws into tight windows in college this past year in college football. Joe Burrow, his rating was a 98.4. Surprise, surprise. He had the highest one by a landslide. <laughs> Listen to how much of a landslide, actually. Let's, let's dive into this. Joe Burrow's rating for throws into tight windows by NFL standards, was a 98.4. Bo, the second guy, was 49.8. Jeez, and who was that? You didn't hear that wrong. Jake Fromm. You didn't hear that wrong. 98.4 is first place with Burrow. Second place is 49.8, Jake Fromm. How do they judge this? I wonder, what is, what, how do they, like, categorize that? Is it like an... I guess it's, I guess it's, like, it's, like I say, it throws into tight windows. Okay, so, so what I, guess, I mean, I wonder what, what, what they what they what they redeem a tight. I guess window. how how good. I mean, I guess um, I'd say double coverage being shadowed. I, I don't know how exactly they go about it. Yeah, um, you're asking me too much, Bo. See, I need you to just roll with what I got, buddy. I, I didn't even know that was a stat. So I mean, I'm just curious. No, no, well, everything's a stat. They pull. Can you imagine the amount of stats that there are on just pointless stuff? But I don't think this is pointless. I think this is good information. Um. Like you okay. said, I just don't know how they come up with the information. It's basically, I imagine it's tight windows being tight coverage, handout. I imagine. Um, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't know if you could consider a back shoulder throw if you're just if a guy's draped on him. Is that mm-hmm. a tight window? I, I don't know. I really don't know. But it was Joe Burrow at first, Jake Fromm second, Justin Herbert third, and Jalen Hurts was fourth. Jalen Hurts had a better NFL rating by throws into tight windows than Jordan Love, better than Tua. And I, I maybe would have expected him to have it better. Jacob Eason was last out of the so, guys. I, th- I think Jordan Love was working with the least amount of talent out of all He was. He Utah absolutely was. His, his was, receiving core even, has got no one in it. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah. Jordan Love had to deal with an entire turnover in his receiving core. Yeah, I mean, he still and he still put up big numbers. So I, I think – his he's gonna be an interesting interesting pick. The more I watch on him, the more I'm like, good lord. Okay, let, let me he, stop. Who is your favorite quarterback in this draft? Mm, I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying this is the best guy. You think the most talented? Who is your favorite pros, prospect that you're you're really like? I want to see what happens with this guy. It's becoming Jordan Love. And why more, is that? 
Uh, I just, I mean, he brings he brings a lot of arm talent to it, and he's a better athlete than he's. I think he's been given credit for. Uh, and I just, I'd love to see him with some good receivers around him. You know what I mean? I'd love to see him with a really good offensive line. I think he was a, a diamond in the rough at Utah State last year. I think he was Utah State. And I mean, guys like the eight, it's just like he's he's had to carry a team before. And so, that, you know, that's the more you watch of him, the more you could see that the mistakes he made was him trying to carry that team and do a little too much. You know, I, yeah, I yeah. think he was when having you're to do at, a lot. Yeah, he was I mean, having so to put the ball in some rough situations. They were down a lot. You know, they, they were fighting in games. He was having to take over. And I mean, at his age, mistakes happen. But the only way quarterbacks get better is to play. A stat that needs to be talked about more, (laughs) I just brought it to my attention, a stat that needs to be talked about more, Bo, is a stat that says how many, okay, all right, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, Mm -hmm. okay, how many of those were late game where he's trying to bring his team back in there behind? That's a stat that should be talked about more, and it's not. Would you agree? I agree, completely. I think that stat should be talked about a lot more. I mean, more interceptions come with more volume. Of, it of does. Passes, you it know, really I mean, does. that's just that's just a fact of the of life when it comes to in football. Is you throw it more, you're going to get more picks. The, right. If you look at pretty much every five thousand yard passer has a has a ton of picks. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Yeah. Big and if, ben you, did. if he doesn't, if he doesn't, wow. That's why we're all freaking out over Joe Burrow. That's exactly why. It's because Joe Burrow just went out here and threw for a ridiculous, if I'm not mistaken, 5,700 yards. Okay, that's off the top of my head. I may be wrong. I think it was 5,700 yards and some change. And this guy threw. And and how, in fact, check me. I'm actually interested. I I, I believe it was 5,700 yards. And if I'm not mistaken, eight interceptions. I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm going to get you. I'm pulling it up now. It was 5,600 yards. You can see his 5,671 yards. It practically uh, six, So 60 TDs and six interceptions. Okay, six. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. I gave him two extra interceptions. That's why people are freaking out. That's because this guy just passed for a ridiculous amount of touchdowns and yards and had his turnovers so little. That's yeah, what this is all about. It unreal. really is. But, but the biggest thing I took away from – the NFL rating throws into tight windows. Again, the rankings are Burrow, from Herbert, Hertz, Jordan Love, uh, Tua, and Eason. It wasn't him being in fourth place. That's not what I take away from. What I take away from is this guy had a better rating when throwing in tight windows than Tua. Yep. Maybe that's he... what. That's the name that I take out of this. Because Tua, again, y'all have heard me say it constantly, he's the best pure passer in this draft. This stat changes nothing. He is the best pure passer in this draft. And to see Hurts having a better rater, and here's the here's the rating. You want to know the difference between his rating, Bo? Mm. Jalen Hurts had a 45.2. Tua had a 24.2. Jeez. That's that? a big gap. That's yeah, a big. I wouldn't, gap. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that. You know, if you if you ask me, ask me to guess, I definitely wouldn't think it'd be that big. Yeah, and and unfortunately, <laughs> Easton was last out of these guys um, with a nineteen. And also, I want mm-hmm. to say that all of this information came via Cody Worsham at Cody Worsham <laughs> on Twitter. So shout out to Cody. Um, thanks <laughs> for uh, putting out that great information um, and TSR being able to use it a little bit. So shout out to Cody Worsham. Um, but Jalen sits firmly, though, as my QB7 in my quarterback rankings headed into the twenty. Do you like NFL. Eason more than you like Hurts? I think I Eason's do. becoming my least favorite for some reason. I think I like he, Eason as a talent. 
Now, a lot of it depends where he where he winds up, and a lot of it depends on can he get his head right when it came to because he he bombed the interviews at the combine. He bombed yeah. them. He he needs to settle down. Seems like an arrogant guy. Yeah, stop. You know, I know you're confident, but don't be overly confident. But on a talent scale, Easton's way above hers. Way mm. above on an arm talent scale. On arm talent scale, he's way above it. When I'm. I think he he has more in the tank than Herbert does with arm strength. I don't but, I don't know about like mental decision making and ability no, no, to not, like read not, the defense. I don't know if he's like leagues to, above Hertz. The ability to throw from different arm angles, Hertz has him. I mean, uh, Herbert has him. Um, you talking about talking about Eason? He and he makes better decisions. He does make better decisions, and he I think he puts better touch on the ball. A lot of Eason's problem is he puts so much heat on that ball that it starts to wiggle on him. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's either it's a duck coming out or he loses his accuracy. That's right. the problem. And, and it's the same yeah. problem that Jake Fromm has. Jake Fromm, they're questioning his arm strength. Okay, it showed at the combine. You even talked to me about it, Bo. When he would try to make deep ball throws, they became inaccurate. The touch went away. Yep. I mean, some, so, of, those, some of those deep ball throws, like they think it's – it's nothing. It's easy, but I mean, some of those some of those quarterbacks were they were struggling to put it exactly where they wanted it and and make sure that these receivers didn't have to break stride to get to it. And you know, you asked me is you know do I have I, I can tell you basically my top um let's see my top let's see I'm trying to get to it my top uh, six quarterback or seven quarterbacks in order top seven I got a, I have my top fifteen but my uh, top seven quarterbacks are Burroughs sits firmly at number one. Tua sits firmly at number two. Herbert is firmly at number three. Now, yeah. after that, it can move a little. Yeah, it can, after it can, that, it can, it can bend a lot. <laughs> now, imagine this, bro. Imagine this. This is going to blow you back. People, I'm probably going list, to lose listeners after this. Mm, I like you know, these. My fourth-ranked quarterback is Jacob Easton. Oh, Lord, really? Then followed closely by Jordan Love, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, see, I can't do that. I, I can't. I, I know I, you're a big, hey, but you're a big love fan. I mean, I love uh, fanatic, I, I, man. I, I think I think Jalen Hurts is gonna be better than Eason. Oh, I don't see that. I, I, but again, I'm not, okay. I'm not gonna sit here and talk about how how what guy's gonna be better. I wish all of these guys success. That's, I wish I mean, every. Yeah, that's success. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying a guy who's gonna have more success. I, I'm gonna take Hurts over Eason. My thing is, I think a team's gonna draft Eason to come in with the amount of talent that he has and pretty much battle and win the starting job. That's what I see them wanting. With Hurts, I think a team drafts him not knowing. Maybe they surpri- maybe he Hurts surprises him, but I don't see a team drafting Hurts to be a starter. I think you draft <clears throat> Easton to be a starter. Wouldn't you agree? I see. I, I'm I'm opposite. You think you're – so you're thinking teams – I think – well, I, I, I'm not even opposite. Like, I, I just think Easton needs to sit. I don't think Easton needs to come in and be big gun, you know. Okay, but what, if, if, a team, if a team is now. drafting both of them, a one team drafting both of them, like if they had to be compete against each other, who would win the starting job? I think Eason wins. I think I think Jalen Hurts would. Jalen Hurts is so out. I like this. I like this. this. This is going to make it a lot more fun draft season, and this is what makes NFL draft season fun. Yeah, I mean, because I think Jalen Hurts can bail you out. You're right. You're right. But but Eason bailing you out. I if mean, you I, if you can consistently get the Jacob Eason that played Oregon. This past year, and had an unbelievable, unbelievable quarterback battle with Justin Herbert. If you can get that consistently from him, I'm taking Jacob Easton over Jalen Hurts every day, because Jalen Hurts can't make some of those throws that Easton was making. 
I mean, but you see, Tom Brady can't make some of the throws. Eason can probably put that put down the field. King okay, is that but there. that's going too far. His yeah, arm, his arm can't. No, 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 no. Stretching a throw? No, no, no. Like, no. I'm talking. I'm talking. What, what short distance throw? You're talking about just pure accuracy. I'm saying, I'm saying, Eason's with the, the velocity he throws it, the, the velocity he throws it, because a lot about with tight windows is you got the, the zip on that ball is huge. There's very few guys in the league right now that could that can chuck it like Eason can. That doesn't mean he's that good. Well, we'll see. We'll see come draft season. Like I said, I'm taking Eason. I think a team that drafts Eason is drafting Eason as they're thinking, okay, this guy, there's there's a solid chance this guy wins wins the quarterback battle. He comes in, he stars. That's that's what a lot of these mocks have Eason going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're thinking this guy comes in, wins the battle. They think this guy comes in, wins, and starts for the Buccaneers. Wins the battle over who? Whoever. I don't. This is without Jameis being there. This is if Jameis is gone. And who is he battling? If, you know, <laughs> no, it's true. Who is he battling? But I'm saying they're oh. taking. But but you got to think about it. If he if we don't if it's a no name guy that he's battling, right? Then they're obviously drafting Easton to come in and be the starter. I, I just maybe I'm maybe I'm just I get too too into. I think Jalen Hurts has had some. He's had some of the best coaching out there. Lincoln Riley's oh, best offensive mind oh, in college he football. Absolutely has. Oh my I mean, God! How how could you have any better coaching than Nick Saban? There's there's no Lincoln one at Washington that can give you that. Oh no, absolutely not. And yeah. that's probably that's a huge advantage to Jalen. Like I said, I think Jalen. You know, a lot of people were kind of crapping on Jalen. You know, they crapped on him after they he other than the forty bow and some of the athleticism drills, he didn't throw that great in at the combine. He really didn't. And people were crapping on him for it. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think he is going oh, to go hurt. off. Jalen I think Hurst shouldn't have thrown at the combine. But I don't know. Maybe he should have though. Because what what would people have thought if he didn't? I mean, who cares? <laughs> well, exactly. Well, in reality, who does care? I mean, he's but not going to be the first pick in the draft. Who cares? I mean, I but they, it maybe would have helped hurt his stock a little bit. Like I said, this is fun, but I'm glad that we differ. Well, on I think this. he hurt his stock throwing. <laughs> I mean, well, he probably but, did. You're right. You know, but he probably didn't. He didn't intentionally. I don't you know think what I mean? those throws are fully indicative as to what like he's going to bring to the. T- he could bring to the table week in and week oh, out. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. But you know, I'm glad we 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 have different opinions on this because it makes yeah. NFL draft season much more fun. That's what yeah. makes NFL draft Twitter so much fun. It's yeah. the different opinions. It, it's you, you never know who's right, and half the people who who were right with the call they made didn't know they were actually right. They were just saying something. With these two quarterbacks, it could take. Three years we know who's right. So we'll see. (laughs) We're going to keep up with it. We're going to keep up with it. Absolutely. Absolutely going to keep up with this. We'll see how uh, all this plays out. Now, with, like I said, with Jalen, though, he's a competitor. Like you said, Bo, he's got an amazing uh, coaching through pretty much um, both colleges you've been to. You got Nick Saban and you got Lincoln Riley. I mean, come on, man. Come on. The guy's a competitor. He succeeded. He's a great, great athlete. He's hungry. He's hungry. Intelli- you can super tell he's intelligent. Super intelligent. I mean, he he locked down two of the toughest like programs, you know, in in college football. I mean, learned their offenses like it was nothing. He really excelled did. excelled in them. I mean, he took both of them to the uh, either to the championship or the college football playoff. So so here so so here look see now you're you're a big Jalen fan so now see now I, what I'm gonna do is I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna gas him up for you a little bit but I'm gonna I'm, do this I'm big you. about not counting Jalen out okay I all right I like he's it. my favorite I'm not get but your I'm, hat I'm with just, it on there get your yeah. hat with don't count Jalen out I will yeah. look you gotta wear it at the pot every day now until the draft you gotta get a hat that says don't it's count Jalen out it's gonna be a badge of honor I guess a badge of honor man but like I said he, Jalen hurts 
He's a competitor. He's succeeded at quarterback in every situation that he has been put in, every team that he's been put on. If Jalen finds himself, and I mean this, if Jalen Hurts finds himself in the right situation with the right personnel around him, I firmly believe he excels at the next level. Yeah, I mean, if a team can do like what happened with Lamar where he hits the scene and they adjust the offense to his skill sets, I mean, I I think anything could happen. So here's where I see him going. This is the best fits I see for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I believe the Raiders and Bo, the Steelers are the two best fits love it. for Jalen Hurts. I, I think that, I think I would love to see Jalen Hurts in black and yellow, but I also would love to see him in, in silver and black. I think I think now obviously Derek Carr is still in um with the Raiders. We'll see how that yeah. goes over. But I definitely could see Jalen Hurts with um either the Steelers or the Raiders. Also don't throw these out. I'm, I'm going to put out some um, kind of out of left field teams, Bo, but I could see this maybe happening. I could see the Atlanta Falcons drafting him, letting him sit behind Matt Ryan a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Matt Ryan's getting up there in age. Matt Ryan would be a great guy to learn from. I could see Atlanta Falcons taking a chance with Jalen. Maybe even getting some package plays in there for Jalen. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. All right. <clears throat> And believe that this this would be the real wild card. I, I, like, I, I wonder if you're thinking the same thing I am right now. All right, let's see. Yeah, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean a lot, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking, but I could see that for sure. Okay, and if, for two reasons: one, well, you know Baker had a down year this year. All right, let's let's get that QB room competition up a little bit. Yeah, let's see, let's see what they let's see what Baker's got. Let's put some co- com- competition in there and get Baker to get back to old Baker and play. We all know how good he can play. Number two, Cleveland Brown for, uh, Brown fans and NFL fans may freak out of this, but is it really that far outside the box? You've got all those great playmakers in Cleveland. What if what if they draft Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield has another regression year? Does Jalen Hurts take that job from Baker Mayfield? Maybe. I mean, it would take about if they if they started the season out in eight games and they were about two or three wins, you could see it. So, who was the team you were thinking? It was weird, man, but I, I don't know. I, I just remind, I thought you were about to say New England for some reason. I don't with, see with, that. with an aging Brady. <laughs> I, I don't see New England. No. Um, that would be kind of crazy. I, I I would like to see how that would work out, but I, I just see. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like Brady, I said, I like, uh, Belichick loves building up those youngsters and trading them. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, for some reason, I've always thought, just like I had that weird thing with the Tennessee Titans drafting Jake Fromm, I have a weird thing that Jake Fromm may go to the Patriots. For some reason. I don't know why. But I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just have a weird feeling it might. But uh, like, like I said, my, my two best fits for Jalen are the, are the almost, did you hear what I almost said? Oakland Raiders. Um, the Las Vegas yeah, Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. And the Steelers wild cards are the Atlanta Falcons and the Cleveland Browns um, showing interest in him. Um, also, I want to talk to you about this, Bo. Are the Arizona Cardinals really looking to draft a wide receiver at eighth overall? Um, guys, this wide receiver class is especially deep and talented, but I don't see a receiver being selected in the top ten. Um, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, did come out and tell reporters, he said, and I quote, I'm an offensive coach who was a quarterback. I'm always looking for a fast outside guy. We're going to do what's best for our organization, but those three guys are definitely in play. 
And the guys mm-hmm. that he or ref- he is referring to is Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and C.D. Lamb. What do you think about that, Bo? I don't know. I mean, are they definitely— And this is eighth overall. They sit at eighth overall. That means either taking Lamb, <clears throat> Judy, or Ruggs, and in my opinion, it would either be Lamb or Judy. At eight For some overall. reason, Could I you? just have this weird feeling that this, that the Cardinals needs to need to go with defense. <laughs> Why but, do you have that weird feeling? I, I mean, don't they, know. They could I definitely mean, use a linebacker. They yeah. definitely could use that. They could use a couple of positions, if you're being honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why I think – I just I, – I don't know. I, 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 Hakeem Butler's not panning out. Um, okay, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. Last year, so they could definitely get a receiver. got to say this. Believe it or not, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but he, Hakeem Butler was my number two ranked wide receiver. If you watched his film last year, that guy was unbelievable with his length, the catch radius he had. Like Des Bryant, <laughs> he looked ridiculous. That's one of the longest guys I've ever seen. I think he was six. I think he was like six six. Yeah, it was. Uh, I six, thought Hakeem six, Butler. Seven. When they got Hakeem Butler and Andy Isabella, I was like, wow. Especially they got him so late. That's got, what I'm he saying. fell like to round five, right? Well, he didn't have a good combine. Yeah, and then he got hurt. So I think Hakeem Butler comes in training camp this year and shows what he's got and moves up the wide receiver rotation. But my thing is, I do think they're looking at wide receiver. You got one guy. You got two guys there: Christian Kirk from Texas A and M. You got Larry Fitzgerald. You know, can Hakeem Butler come in there and make a presence? We'll see. Andy Isabella's good. I mean, you know that, Bo. Andy Christian Isabella Kirk's was, got a lot. Christian Kirk's got a lot of upside. He does have a lot of upside. People really don't realize that because the Cardinals don't get a whole lot of talk. Most of the talks <laughs> about David Johnson or Kyler Murray. He's going to get a lot of looks. He's going to get a lot of he's targets. He's going to get a lot of looks. So uh, keep that in mind when we go fantasy this year. But like I said, they're saying that you know a lot of mock drafts have C- most of your mock drafts have CD Lamb going to the Cardinals because they want to pair CD. Larry Fitzgerald's getting old, Bo. You got to get a big, bigger body guy in there because Christian Kirk's a smaller guy. You got to get a guy, a bigger bodied receiver in there with a lot of talent. And think about it CD Lamb played with Kyler Murray in college, and they were a very dynamic and explosive duo. I think they, I think he would fit in great in that offense. I think he would too. But here's what I think is happening I think that's just a lot of talk. But let's think about it, Bo. What are the most important positions in the NFL? It's quarterback edge and offensive tackle and more specifically left tackle yeah okay i so guess unless I, you got to then it's right <laughs> yeah yeah unless you got to it i guess yeah, you're right so i i see the cardinals giving long looks at judy and lamb but i have mecky becton the left tackle out of louisville going to them at eighth overall i think it. i think Kyler murray played well this year and people don't talk about that enough he he had a good year he was on the run though he was on the run. Get this guy some protection. If you think this is your guy, as much as – and you remember how much Kingsbury kept talking about Kyler. He was like, oh, my God, if I could have gotten him in college, I would have loved it. Okay, well, you've got your guy now, so protect him. Keep him upright. Keep him upright. Keep I mean, and the, he's a small guy, man. He can't, he can't keep taking those hits. He really can't. No. I, when, I remember when the Pittsburgh played, played the Cardinals, he could not breathe. He really could, could not breathe. And, and I it think, was like that every week for him. I think it's going to be an early run on ha- tackles. I mean, let's look at the tackles. Let's look at the, the top four tackles we have, Bo, in no order. Jedrick Wills at Alabama, mm-hmm. Mickey Becton, Tristan Wirfs, Andrew Thomas. I mean, listen to that lineup. <coughs> that's almost in no particular order. You could change them out. I mean, well, pretty you much. You could move them anywhere. You could, you could mean, rank those guys anyway. That's going to be personal preference. Just, 
yeah, personal preference, you could rank them in any order, and got, somebody's going to be like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, it, the the tackles are really good. Who if I had, going? I really I think Jedrick Wills is a good combination of everything. I really or or Mackie Beckton. Okay, rank one the of those guys. Two. Rank them for me. Uh okay. Well, one and two. I'm gonna put Wills and and Beckton, and they can go either way. But I think they're the two best in the class. And then and probably Andrew Thomas, then Tristan Worse, and uh, what was the fifth one? No, I just said four. I just said four. You said four, then that, that's, that's what I'd say. I think your work. fifth one's going to be Josh Jones out of Houston, probably. I yeah, think Josh pretty good one. Um, I think, Austin, I think that could have been Austin Jackson. but I think It could have been Austin so. Jackson. Also, we'll see. Now, he's more of a right tackle. Big boy, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia, too. See, that Let's, right tackle is going to have some value for whoever takes Tua. I mean, it, the Dolphins it, it, are going to need the help if they take him. They, they definitely will. So, you want to know what's crazy, and this shows you how talented this offensive tackle class is. But you just had Worths at fourth, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you have Worths as the fourth best offensive tackle in the class, and he had the I, best combine like ever. Yeah, the that. best combine. That's what I'm saying. This guy just put up historic numbers, but he's fourth. That shows you how talented this offensive tackle class is. Yeah. I mean, just when you when you watch when you watch some tape on him, there's there's. In my opinion, like guys like Becton and Jedrick Wills, they bring in a just an aggressiveness factor that that is just a little bit better than worse. It is. Worse hasn't quite learned how to throw it around, in my opinion, the way the other guys have yet. Well, like you told me, you know, you you told me too, you like, you know, Wills and Becton, they are solidified as left tackles. But yeah. you told me you, you know, we were watching the combine and we were watching worse, and you're like, you know, you could kick him into a guard. You could. I mean, it, it, I think he could be extremely. I don't know about center, but I mean, you, he could play. I mean, I in see my him as left guard. Definitely, guard. he's very good. I think he could probably play either guard. He probably could. You're right. You're right. Look, the kind of the type of athlete he is. I mean, I just and those legs for some reason, I just see him pulling and just taking someone else. <laughs> oh my gosh! Imagine that running at you. Oh my god! I mean, just running like that. Period. Get him out in the running lanes, clearing space. I mean, there's. The potential for him is is you know the best in the game. I mean, there is no cap. the The ceiling is whatever he wants it to be, but he's going to have to learn to take that body and be a little bit more aggressive. And that's about all he needs. You know, yeah, my those guys just, around, man. Those oh, yeah, guys just, around. Just just more moving people out of the way and you know pancaking them along the way if you can. But just just getting people off the line of scrimmage is going to be his biggest task in the NFL. You know, in short yardage, it's I think. Becton and Wills are going to excel at that, but I think Wirfs is going to have to really get up under some guys and improve himself. Yeah, he will. Um, <clears throat> once again, guys, heading out on the podcast for episode 11, we try to make each podcast exciting for you guys, whether it is during the season or the off season. Obviously, it is more exciting during the season, so we are picking and choosing each week what to talk about and who to talk about. Me and Bo go over this. We're like, what, you know, what, what's going to be the best topic? What's going to keep people excited to listen? What's going to make them interested? So me and Bo do do this carefully to try to make sure that y'all have the best experience when listening to the TSR podcast. Um, I appreciate all of our listeners. I know Bo does too. It's oh yeah, been, absolutely. And, and, and we want and we time. want ideas from you guys. If you want to hear something, you know, tweet us or, or DM us, do something, you know, let us know what you want to hear about as well. Um, but definitely we're trying to be very specific when we pick our topics. Like I said, it is a little bit more dry when it comes to topics or weekly things going on in the off season compared to the season. So it is a little bit more tough, but we're still trying to make it a lot of fun and we're going to keep doing it weekly. 
Yeah, that's you why know, I'm. Of, that's why I'm encouraging. And any idea, any if you got anything, you know, that, that you think's a good, worthy topic, just just shoot us an idea for this time of the year. There's more room for that stuff. Yeah, tell us your favorite team and ask us questions. What, what do you think they're going to do here or do there? You know, we would love to break down teams with you guys. And you know, something that me and Bo have talked about, and we're going to start doing. We are when it gets towards the start of next season. We're going to start having um, some fans. You know, some that we know personally um, through you know work through just friend groups, anything like that. We're going to have fans come on that want to, we're going to have basically team fan episodes. So, you know, one episode will be the Panthers and we'll have some guys come on that are big Panthers fans and want to talk about their team. Um, Bengals fans. I'll obviously I'll be one of those Steelers fan. Bo will have that covered as long, along with somebody else. So, so 100%, I want to get the listeners involved. So if any of you guys, please tweet me, DM me, Email me if you're interested in talking about your team on the TSR podcast. I promise you right now we will get you. I, I'm going to give you the best shot I can. I can't make any promises that I can get you on, but I'm going to do the best that I can to get you on him. We'll talk about your team. Um, I, I think it'd be awesome to hear fans come on and talk about their team. I know how excited I get when I talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think it would be awesome to see you guys come on, hear what, what what your team means to you, and hear about what you see for your team in the future or in the present. Just see what's going on. Um, any athletes looking for representation and someone that will work hard for them, please con- contact my man, Bo. I can't talk tonight. Please contact my man, Ramiro Ferrand, at Ferrand Sports on Twitter. That is at F-E-R-R-A-N-D Sports at for Rand Sports. My man does it the best. Follow Blitzalytics on Twitter and visit blitzalytics.com. Go to the members tab, click on Jacob Patterson, and view my portfolio. Check out the articles that I have written. Check out the scouting reports that I've written. We will have updated 2020 scouting reports that I have written coming out soon. I'm still working on them. Um, Bo, go ahead and give them your plug so they know where to find you at, my man. All right. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at capital TSR and then lowercase B E A U at TSR Bo. Uh, mostly tweeting about football. Uh, do some contributing writing for a site called Last Word on ProFootball.com. I should have some stuff coming out this week and I'll put it up on my Twitter. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, it won't just be about Steelers this time. I think I'm going to pick up some some extra articles for the site and see what I can help out with. And I'll try and get that out there for you. Guys, and you can find TSR or my – it's not really the TSR Twitter. It's just my Twitter who needs more followers than Bo. So please go follow me at Scouting LLC on Twitter. <laughs> Give me those follows. Give me some Give us, questions you want yeah. me to answer. Just talk ball. Let's just talk ball on Twitter. I love talking ball. Um, find TSR on Instagram at Scouting <laughs> underscore LLC. Give us a follow. Um, if you need any information regarding film breakdowns, DM me on there. DM me on Twitter or email me, scoutingbreakdown at gmail.com. Please check us out. I'm working on a scouting report right now for a player that I spoke with last week. I will be getting him that this coming week. Please, guys, if you want your film broken down, um, learn a little bit about your game. And you'll also have a scouting report that you can give to scouts, to coaches that are interested in you playing for their team and want to learn about you as well. You'll already have a scouting report. Please come to TSR and let us take care of you. I promise you I will do it the best that I can. Till next week, guys. It's been a lot of fun, but, Bo, I've got to hop out of here. I know you do too, my man. So TSR out, guys. Peace out. Peace.
You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of mass significance Man, I hope you've been listening Scouting is the business you welcome Cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no All that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go 